Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. Well, howdy, yo, Southern Cal, how are you today? Good? <laughs> this is a Leo moon, and this is a Cancer sun. It's like the first grade, isn't it? Anyway, gosh, aren't you glad it's Friday? I mean, seriously. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I go through the week. I don't know. Is there something wrong with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? Wouldn't it be funny? If I was president, I think I would abolish Monday through Thursday. I would like to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That'd be the week. <laughs> Oh, Farley, Farley, Farley. What are we going to do with you today? Welcome to the Friday edition of the Astrology Hour. Uh, today's kind of like a lazy day for me because I know I should really either be in the Caribbean or Alaska or Hawaii. I say, what? what is this? Is it, we're in the summer here. So I'm going to visualize it. You know, I'm going to visualize that we're all in the Caribbean right now. <laughs> Welcome to Caribbean Radio, man. Anyway, there's a lot of things I'm going to talk about today. Today is kind of like a potpourri topic open forum topic for me, where I can just discuss whatever I feel like discussing. A couple things I did want to cover, though. First of all is why I think people should learn astrology. And also I want to talk about some of the extraterrestrial origins that I feel astrology has. So that could be pretty interesting, too. But I was thinking a lot about my life. You know, I talked to my ex-wife yesterday. <laughs> she was 40 yesterday, Bastille Day. Gerald Ford had a birthday, too. And I talked to her and retrace some of my past, some of my history, because actually getting out of that marriage was such a major catalyst for personal growth. It was either die or grow, right? But anyway, I think sometimes whenever people come out of a disappointment or shock or some type of breakdown or teardown in their life where they have to restructure everything, you know, problem with life is that most people prefer things to be stable and consistent and to continue along the way pretty similar, with a few qualities that would let us think that everything is riding on an even keel. The sad thing about parts of life is that oftentimes we are let down, we are shocked, we are disappointed, we have what we think is a stable career, we have what we think is an enjoyable marriage, we have what we think is a wonderful residence, then we end up getting our papers, we're terminated, we find out our spouse is cheating on us or doesn't love us anymore, we end up being thrown out of our residence, evicted, or God forbid something happens. Strange things happen in life. Sometimes it's an accident. Sometimes it's an unwanted pregnancy. Sometimes it's a diagnosis for a health problem that we didn't want to hear. It's like being on a ride at an amusement park and everything is going along fine. You're enjoying the ride. It's fun. And then all of a sudden, the guy comes up to you and says, you know what? This ride is broken. <laughs> you have to get off or the amusement park is closed. A lot of times in life, one thing that I have learned to be prepared for, and you know, astrology is what has helped me to understand this, because I think that understanding the planets, understanding the cosmic effects from the planets in the universe, understanding that we are energy beings, understanding that we live in an energy system, understanding that more than just the gravitational pull that the planets have on each other in this solar system, that we live in a gigantic cosmic gravity field. Many times I picture myself as a grain of sand in the Pacific Ocean. And if you tried to track one itty-bitty grain of sand in the Pacific Ocean throughout the millennia, 
you might find that sand, believe it or not, moving all the way around the world eventually. In, in like the, the course of thousands of years or whatever, it's funny how the conditions of the ocean do carry that one grain of sand. And I do believe, and I have confirmed and proven on a regular basis, being an astrologer, I constantly use burden of proof patterns by understanding my own personal astrology chart and by also being able to follow the moving planets in the sky. I have proven that we are definitely directly affected by this magnificent energy system, the solar system that we live in. You know, it makes me wonder, sometimes I'm curious to think what it would be like to live in a system with 15 planets instead of 9. Could you imagine for a moment, considering that each and every planet in one particular solar system is like a vital organ in the cosmic body, Pluto ruling the reproductive system and the sun, the heart and the spine, and the moon, the stomach and the breasts, and Mercury, the intestines and the arms and the hands, and Mars, the head and the face and the brain, and Venus, the throat and the kidneys, and Jupiter, the liver and the hips. Planets, specifically, I believe, are connected to our vital organs. I have proven this. And sometimes I wonder what it would be like to either live in a system where there were like 15 or even 20 planets and live on a planet that had like five moons. Oh, God. See, it's funny. On Earth, in the Earth system, being born on Earth, the moon actually represents the emotional karma or the emotional factor. Can you imagine living with an alien race, right, or being in an alien extraterrestrial planet that has 15 planets in the system with five moons in the planet you reside on? Wow. Can you imagine how intuitive and how psychic with all those moons those people would be and what it would mean? You know, like being born on Jupiter or Saturn with so many moons. Of course, human beings could not exist on a gaseous, etheric planet like Jupiter or Saturn because we'd be flattened like pancakes or pennies because of the intense gravity, so that doesn't make much sense. But I think the basis of this topic is to let you know that I know and I have proven that we do live in this magnificent energy system, that Earth and the Earth experience, the Earth epic, and the solar system that surrounds it is definitely not an accident. It's definitely something that was manifest on purpose to create life as we know it in this part of the galaxy on our planet, 93 million miles away. And I think that everything in this solar system is part and parcel to life as we know it on Earth. And the reason why I think it is important that we as intelligent, conscious beings on this planet understand the power behind how this magnificent mechanical system works, this astrological, astronomical system. And it's too bad that astrology has been misused and misunderstood, that a lot of people in their ignorance and naivety that haven't rebirthed in the spirit into the light of awareness to understand the sacred truths that lie in the intuitive and the superconscious mind that help us understand the astrological system, it's too bad that not enough has been stressed to help us validate and understand this magnificent system which we live in. I consider myself lucky that I have been graced with this astrological knowledge and understanding, that I can understand how life works, that I can understand these cycles of life, this roller coaster we call life, these metaphysical, emotional, spiritual, mental, and cosmic factors that affect me and you and everybody on this planet or on any planet. Many times people have referred to me as a person who has an extraterrestrial origin. You know, even Dr. Peebles and Avery and a lot of psychics and friends I know, they say, you know, Farley, your soul is not of this earth. And, you know, I really know that. I know that. I embrace that. I accept that. And, you know, I'm very comfortable with that. I'm a star person and I admit that. And I frankly believe that the knowledge that we have on this planet, not only astrologically, but a lot of the knowledge we have, a lot of the culture we have, a lot of the traditions and the instincts that have been fortified inside of us have come from extraterrestrial sources. 
And, you know, it doesn't have to mean that a whole fleet of flying saucers would land and teach us on one-to-one. No, it doesn't mean that. There's extraterrestrial guides and extraterrestrial consciousness, just like there is Earth guides and Earth consciousness. Just like there's more than just the English language in this planet. There's more than just the English language and the Earth experience in this universe. And I have to believe that in an attempt to help spread consciousness and awareness to this planet and to help make their extraterrestrial brothers and sisters more happy and more free, that extraterrestrial souls had chosen to incarnate on this planet and bring the sacred knowledge with them. And also extraterrestrial guides had acted to teach the early settlers of this planet and the ancient fathers of this planet about this science called astrology and how the metaphysical system works. It's like actually being a mechanic or understanding how the God force works on this planet. It's like sitting there and helping beings interpret how the life system works, understanding molecular structures, understanding atomic structures, understanding electrons, neutrons, atoms, protons, and DNA, understanding the the micro-universe and compared to the macro-universe, the engine of God, the light of God, the force of God, the force of the universe, the oneness we share, all involved in this system, and definitely the astrological effect. Because the solar system is like a cosmic web or a skeleton of the God force in this part of the system. And when we are born, in order for us to understand our uniqueness, because we have chosen separation from the God force and participating in this experience, right? It is so important that we understand this solar system in which we live, this star, this sun that we refer to as soul, and all these planets in coordination and correlation with the Earth at a focal point to understand the system and how it works as far as explaining uniqueness. Because that's why the system exists. The solar system exists and the planets exist as we know it to help understand carbon-based life on this planet in this dimension. And I feel that a person who allows themselves to study astrology and to get their chart done and to understand how the system works and how it affects them and, and how they serve as energy beings within the system is just graced with magnificent knowledge and magnificent wisdom to help them get through this life cycle, to help them understand the life cycle, and to help them evolve through it, absolve their karma, and help make it a better place for all beings that choose to incarnate in this earth experience. And that's why this topic, why people study astrology and the extraterrestrial origins. And my name is Farley Malaris. This is Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s. And we are heard weekdays on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. We've been a public-supported radio show for almost five years on KFOX. So we stay on the air because you, the people, are kind enough to support us, other wonderful people that participate in keeping us involved in this show on the air and such. You know, I'm a pretty sensitive guy down deep. I'm pretty vulnerable. And whenever I have a birthday, there's less than a month to go here. I'm going to be 40 coming up here. This is a pretty sensitive time for me, folks. I don't know. Whenever I have a birthday or whenever I make a wish, throw a coin in the fountain, one thing I like about Farley Malaris, not to be selfish or egotistical, is whenever I make a wish, I always always wish for world peace and a resolution of world hunger and resolution of the homeless and the starving and curing the diseases and happiness for all. And I always include the whole world. Even though sometimes there are some mean people, even evil people there, I, I still wish for the best. Sometimes I think if everybody made that selfless wish when they had a birthday or a time to do that, it might help turn it all around. There's something about this planet. A lot about this planet admittedly is frightening, but there is a lot about the planet that I really do enjoy. 
I like a lot of the phenomena that goes on. You know, this phenomena of sex is rather curious, right? What earthlings participate in is really, really pretty exciting. This symbol of unity, this symbol of connectedness. For an extraterrestrial spirit, I think that is a very fascinating thing, especially for those of us that have sex with just our hands, right? Touching our hands together. We don't need body contact or even just mental telepathy. But, you know, there's something about this planet. I think the more aware a person gets, the more highly evolved you get consciously, you feel people. You know, you can actually feel the pain. Sometimes when I meditate, I astral project, and I move all around the planet. I can go to India in a flash, or Africa in a flash, or Russia in a flash. Sometimes I feel like I'm visiting people in their rooms, in their houses, in their apartments, in the gutter. Sometimes I feel like I'll, I'll be meditating and I'll be visiting people. I can really plug into some of the suffering. You know, that leper in Madagascar, person with AIDS in Africa and New York City and Los Angeles. I know there's a lot of happiness in the world. There's a lot of joy and there's a lot of freedom and supposedly there's lots of love. But boy, you know, for five billion souls, there sure are a lot of people out there that are really hurting. If I was a magician, if I was a wizard, if I was in full control of my God consciousness, I wish I could just snap my fingers and turn it all around. But you know what? It's just not that easy. It's not as easy as that. I wish it was. Maybe one day it will be. For some reason, I think if it would have been possible, Jesus Christ probably would have corrected the whole problem back when he was alive, right? Then we wouldn't have to go through all this suffering and torture. You know, the Capricorn ethic, which is what Christ was, is an ethic of growth through suffering. I think to myself, who came up with that one, right? Where did we get that philosophy or theory at? But I think I was an epitome of the suffering on the planet because I was born to a good family. I had two wonderful parents. And I was involved with wonderful relatives. My sister's beautiful person. I lived in a nice home. I had plenty to eat. I had clothing and, and shelter. And I got a car when I was 16. We had a swimming pool in our backyard. I had a pinball machine. I had all the things any kid would want. But, you know, I just wasn't really happy. I cried a lot. And I was frightened a lot. And I think a lot of people are. I think a lot of the sensitive children in this world, the aware of the psychic children, they feel the pain and they feel the suffering of a lot of other people on the planet. And if they have just a little bit of negativity laid on them, where someone in their life or someone in their household or their father or mother has a bad day or gets upset or yells at each other, or yells at them or puts them down, or they get in a fight or somebody dies, a grandmother dies or a grandfather dies or a friend dies or an aunt or an uncle, you go through life and I was a person... I play a lot of these quest games. I'm a Dungeons and Dragons type guy, totally. And I play fantasy games. And I'm always looking for ways to dissolve evil, to eradicate evil, and to free the population, and to make the population happy and free and safe. And that's the kind of kid that I was. When I lived my life, I was always looking for that miracle answer. And boy, did I fall into a very narrow, dark hole. A big black hole. A lot of us fell into that hole in the 60s and 70s in the hippie generation when the Beatles made it seem normal to get stoned on marijuana, which is a very intense drug. A lot of kids out there, they take drugs because they think this is their way to fit in. They think that this is their way to be chic and cool. They hang out with all their other friends. A lot of them are smoking dope. They say, hey, you want to smoke a joint? They feel like a jerk if they don't smoke that stuff. And that's really the way it was a lot of times for me. I definitely felt like a misfit, and I think a lot of you who are extraterrestrial souls relate to what I'm talking about. And you get in a situation where people make you feel lonely, and then you want to go hang out, and you have nowhere to go to find people, so you pick a bar. Everyone's getting drunk there and making it feel like it's normal. 
It's not normal. It's sad that people are out there ruining their vital organs, destroying their chakras and their auras, and making things worse and compounding their emotions. And that's the vicious cycle we deal with here on this planet. You know, I've always looked for an alternative to normal things in life and to drugs and alcohol. And you know, finally, my life went to hell, which I was reminded of by talking to my ex-wife last night. We get along fine now, but being rejected by her and under the circumstances that occurred, which is literally scandalous, sexually scandalous, I went through a trauma and got so sick from it that I almost died. And at that point, when I was 23, for me, it meant you got to either find an answer now or you're finished. It's over. You've had it. And, you know, I tried everything. Running this fantasy quest game called Farley's Life, I was definitely on red alert to find an answer quick because no one knew how depressed I was. And I didn't even understand the, the maximum amount of depression I could experience because I didn't even know I had Scorpio Moon or what it meant. And after seeking out lots of therapy, lots of counselors, lots of multiple religious attitudes, if not including all of them, from Mormons to Christian scientists to Jewish to Catholic to Methodist to Presbyterian to Protestant to everything, and no matter what any priest or rabbi or nun or official or counselor said to me, nothing was able to help me process the pain and the suffering. Until one day, I found out about astrology and meditation. Something said to me, why not? You know, I've always read the horoscopes in the paper so why not get a reading? And I heard this woman was good, and this place I found was like a miracle. It's like I bumped into it. This is the only person I met that really was able to understand Farley Malaris. Of all the hundreds of people I talked to about my problems in the early 70s, in 1975 and 1976, I finally received some satisfaction and fulfillment because some stranger was able to look at an astrology chart and talk to Mr. Skeptic, right, Mr. Doubting Thomas, Mr. Stubborn, Farley Malaris, and tell me exactly what had happened in my whole life, explicitly with dates, almost with names, but, you know, picking out my wife, my friends, my relatives, my mother, my father, and how I felt towards my sister and everyone, and I was stunned by it. I was awestruck by it. That, to me, was the beginning of my life in 1976. That's when it all began, and then I said to myself, finally, finally, this lost little boy, little Farley, who's been frightened and suffering and in pain and hurting and escapist all these years, I finally get into meditation and astrology and holistic thinking, and now I have the key. Not only the key to the city, but the key to the universe. That's why I do this show. That's why I like and respect metaphysics and astrology. Like anyone else, it works for me. I'm a stubborn guy. I'm doubting. You know, I'm a skeptic. I'm from Missouri. Show me. But you know, I was shown. And I'm the type of person that when I find out something works, I like to share it. It goes back to my original wish, peace, love, and happiness on earth. And I feel that if I could teach people like Farley, who may also be of an extraterrestrial origin, right, sacred sciences like astrology and metaphysics and basic laws of karma, that I could plant seeds like a Johnny Appleseed that one day could grow into a forest of consciousness on this planet, and then it might help magically turn the whole thing around to help stop and reduce a lot of the pain and suffering that needlessly as a family of men and women that we all deal with on a regular basis. So there's a topic off the wall, a potpourri, concerning why I like to teach astrology and why I like I think astrology is important and also some of the extraterrestrial origins of this science. Heavy, huh? <laughs> and once again, real briefly, if I have piqued your interest, 
and you want my advice on what you can do to improve your life, take the edge off, and explain a lot of the madness, then take my word. Get your chart done. And today's show is dedicated to each and every one of you that recognizes the value and the power of astrology and also recognizes how much it has improved your life and made you happier and feel better. And I have thousands of letters in affidavit of people just like me who could have sat here today and talked about the same exact thing in their own special experience. With that, we are ready to go to the phones. Laurie's been there since before the show went on the air. She is a Gemini, born May 29th, 1965. And hello, Laurie. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. What can we do for you today? Well, um, I was interested in knowing what it means when you're born in a void of course moon. How'd you know you were born in a void course moon? Well, I'm not sure if I am or not, because I, I have the book, Debbie Kempton Smith's book. Yeah. And you know those numbers, those Greenwich time that really throws me off, so I really couldn't, I think I am, but I don't know. Well, rumor has it that a void course moon, which happens to mean the moon out of aspect before it changes signs, is a little bit more uncentering and more karmically involved emotionally. It could mean you have more of a debt with your mother. It might mean that you're not as centered as the rest of us. Rumor has it people born under a regular moon are more stable emotionally than people born under any void course moon. Okay? Okay. See you later. Okay, thanks. Bye. Michelle has a question about her son. Is, is that Michelle's little boy on the phone? Hi. No, it's Michelle. Oh, I wanted to talk to the boy. No, he's only four. That's okay. Well, he's at school. He's a Leo. All right. And, you know, your topic on extraterrestrials was so great. Today, you mean? Yes. Pretty heavy, huh? Yes. And, you know, when I saw Close Encounters, yeah? I just I felt like I could relate to that. And when my son was born, he used to point up, up all the time. <laughs> and my said, you know, I think he's extraterrestrial. That's funny. And I said, I don't know. but <laughs> I think you're an extraterrestrial. <laughs> His mother is, for sure. I'll tell you. Well, you know, sometimes uh, I think that an extraterrestrial soul will incarnate on Earth almost as a novelty. It's like a lot of the extraterrestrial interdimensional civilizations that exist are at higher levels of consciousness beyond Earth, and they don't deal with the karmas and the material desires like we do. So I think a lot of their souls almost incarnate like the Japanese would come to America to go to Disneyland or something, you know? And I really think that a lot of us that are involved in that kind of experience are down here to have fun and realize the Earth situation. It's almost instinct to help out without even trying, you know? Well, can you tell anything by his chart? What he might... People want to be around him all the time. Yeah, he. this guy is a very compassionate soul. Mars in Scorpio on my moon, by the way. I want to ask you real quick. A psychic once told me that they saw him in a military uniform. Wow. And that kind of bothered me a little. Oh, uh, he might have been in the military in an extraterrestrial planet. She might have seen the past, not the future. A lot of us were soldiers and warriors in space. That's why Star Wars got so much publicity, because a lot of us were like, yeah, we did that, you know. Okay, thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Aster is an Aquarius with Sag rising. Yo, Aster. Good morning. Long time no see. Long time no see, yes. I, actually, never see. No, not this life. <laughs> yes, we've seen each other a couple of times. Okay. <laughs> so I really enjoyed your show on the higher self and getting in touch with your higher self. I really enjoyed that last week. 
Well, thank you. And today's topic I can really relate to. Oh, very good. <laughs> yes. And I was wondering if you could just give me a general scan on my love life, which is kind of at a dead end right now. Now, why would that be? Um, what are you manifesting here? Well, I've been doing a lot of work on my spiritual self, and I haven't really spent any time outside of that. What degree is your moon in Virgo? Eight degrees and um, 115 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that, that's not right. That wouldn't be right. No, no, no. It is 8 degrees and 15 minutes. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was going, you're not from this planet, Aster. You're from the Johannes planets. Okay. No, actually, I th- see, Jupiter, now see, something's going on here, because Jupiter just finished training your Mars the last two months, mm-hmm. and that should have brought you a special relationship. And you could have blown it by now. Oh, okay. Did you have one a couple months ago, an option? I met somebody far away. Uh Uh-huh. He's supposed to be coming in a month or so. Mm -hmm. Well, that could be important for you, but still, uh, I think it might be more important than you think. At the same time, you might have seen more than one man come into your life, and you should pay close attention to all of them because they all may be very karmically involved with you. Okay. Okay, and uh, basically, you know, there's a lot of karma there with men because you have a Mars-Saturn eclipse in Capricorn. Tell me about it. So, you know, it's like you try too hard or not hard enough. It's always an extreme thing. Best thing to do is try to be unorthodox about relationships, in my opinion, okay? All right. Good luck. Thank you and God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. Catherine is a Virgo with Leo Rising. Hello. Hi, Farley. How are you? Well, I've talked to a couple of Virgo with Leo Risings in my day. Really? Yeah, I played football against a couple of them. Okay, listen, here's the guide to uh, astrological awareness. Oh, by the way, you know, your topic is completely me. I've been looking for UFOs since I was five. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. I'm sick of it, but what can I say? Okay. Okay. So I'm probably one of those E.T. people. E.T. Phone home. You know, (laughs) anyway, number 27, use the affirmation, I understand astrology to overcome any insecurity involved with your attempt to study astrology. So I keep reading that and I keep reading. I just joined the club, you know. Yeah. And uh, She's quoting Farley's Life Improvement Guide. Yeah, right. It's, it's, what do you think of that guide? Well, I, you know, I'm going to do a little sales pitch here. It's, I think if anyone's listening and they haven't ordered, I really think they, they owe themselves. It's a real treat. It's a real hoot to read through this. It's very interesting. Uh-huh. The numerology chart. I mean, I just got more than what I bargained for is how I feel. All I didn't right. think I was going to get this much. It's very detailed, and it's it's really a trip. And I think people who listen, I feel, should support if they really enjoy the show as much as I do. Okay, let's say that affirmation again, once again, slower. Um, I think that if people... Close your, no, wait a second. Do you, did you memorize it yet? The, oh, the affirmation? Yeah. Um, understand astrology to overcome an insecurity involved with your attempt to study astrology. I understand astrology. That's the affirmation. Okay. Okay, now the problem is I don't understand it, and I keep reading it. <laughs> okay, now, one of the things in that guide is to pick up Debbie Kempton Smith's book, Secrets from a Stargazer's Notebook. Okay, and I also picked up the book Zolan or Zolar. I have that book. Okay, that's, that's number two. That's a little bit more advanced. Okay, because I'm reading that, and it says Sagittarius 29 Leo 41 for the rising, and I don't know what that means, and I'm trying to Yeah, understand. you, okay, there's a little study guide in the package called How Horoscopes Work. Yeah. You need to study that like you're having a final. That's how I'm studying it, okay? And I go, okay, I understand it, I understand it, I understand it, and then I just, um, so... Okay, now listen, Catherine, you need patience for this. Okay. You know, like, your conscious mind is reaching for the intuitive mind and saying, give me the knowledge. you got to be patient because your intuitive mind is going to make a marriage with your conscious mind and it's going to bridge to your higher self. And then you'll have a time when you'll call me and say, Farley, I got it. You know, it all makes sense. Debbie Kempton Smith's book is wonderful for bridging that gap. Okay. So 
Try that and then call me when you're finished reading it. Okay, I will do that. Okay, and you're a month behind me. I'm August 11th, 48, so... So 29, is that a high number? Does that mean anything? 29 Sag? Tw- I'm Sagittarius. It says in my rising, SA 29 Leo 41. Well, it makes you uh, a very excitable, aggressive person, uh, and usually enthusiastic or gone. <laughs> and the Sag rising is more important than anything else. It's your personality, it's your childhood, it's your identity, it's how others see you, it's your appearance. The essence vibration of that degree is a desire for respectability, Mm -hmm. a need to learn to love in-depth, authentic love, and an awakening to the loneliness of shallow existence and how to embrace loneliness without getting upset. That sounds like me. Okay, and that's what 29 Sag means. Good luck, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. Let's go to Laura now. I feel so mellow. Something's come over me. I'm very, I'm having a mellow mania attack. Laura is a Scorpio with Gemini rising. Hi. Hi, Farley. How are you? Hello, sweetheart. I wanted to call you because I was listening to your show yesterday, and um, that little girl that called in that was eight years old, that was so beautiful that you're touching lives like you are. Aww. And you really um, have done a lot of things for a lot of people, and I've turned a lot of people on to metaphysics through you. Um, I work in a hospital in the emergency room, and um, people listen to the show all the time now. <laughs> Turn Farley on at 12 o'clock, and we go <laughs> running towards the thing, so... Uh, Wow. I'll tell you that. So it's I, a pretty wonderful thing for us because it helps us with our stress levels. I don't know how anybody can love you more than I do. <laughs> I'm really glad that I could get a hold of you. I couldn't believe it's the first time I've ever called in. Uh-huh. And I wanted to know maybe just a little bit about what's going on with me, just a general scan if you could. Now, you work in the emergency room. Yes. That must be very hard on you. Um, I'm a very giving person, so I, I just, it feels real good for me. You deal with gunshot wounds and heart attacks? Mm, and It's not, I don't work in that heavy infant environment. It's a little bit more mellow than that. Oh, good. It's just like people that, that have a problem. and clinic walk in and they walk out. Yeah. Like in January when I had pneumonia, I got rushed to the hospital and they started plugging things into me and stuff. Oh, that's not fun. Listen, I was so sick, I didn't care at that point. <laughs> You're a, gosh, you are such a compassionate lady here. Venus, Saturn, and Scorpio, and Mars, and Libra, like I have Mars. And a Mars conjunct Neptune, that is real psychic, wow. Yeah, yeah, it causes me a little bit of a problem. I was relating to what you were talking about earlier. I'm a very sensitive soul, and um, it, sometimes I tend to absorb other people's energies. Is your moon in late Cancer? My moon is in Leo. What degree? I'm not sure. I don't have my stuff with me today. I didn't think I'd even get through. You know, I have confirmed that when people have this many conjunctions, they're guaranteed an extraterrestrial spirit. (laughs) You have a moon conjunct Uranus in Leo, a Mars conjunct Neptune in Libra, and a Venus conjunct Saturn in Scorpio. You are confirmed E.T. phone, And you have Jupiter conjunct Pluto, too. So E.T. phone home for you, buddy. Hey, sit down. I want to leave. You are real. Oh, man. All you have is conjunctions. You have a whole ton of them here. And also Mercury conjunct your Mars Neptune. You are a space cadet. Yes. It's, yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm an artist also. That's great. So I think you're, you're going to have a wonderful future. It's going to be filled with love and light and happiness oh, and good. expansion. And all your dreams will manifest. Oh, thank you, Farley. Opinion. I love you. Okay, God bless you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Let's go to Ricardo on line eight, a Virgo with Sagittarius rising. Yo, Ricardo. Hi, Farley. Ricky Ricardo. Yeah, this is my first time. I, uh, for some reason, I've been sort of drawn to this, you know, astrology thing. And uh, I happened on your on your radio show one day at lunchtime. I was just hitting the buttons, and your and your station came on, and a friend of mine was on on the radio, and he and I talked. And uh, so anyway, I've been listening to you ever since, and. I think, you know, I get like you said about yourself in 1976, sort of skeptical about this whole thing. Uh-huh. And 
yet there's a lot of things happening around me that I can't leave up to coincidence. Have you spent all your money yet? Pardon me? Have you spent all your money yet? God, you must know me. Yeah, I do all kinds <laughs> of things. Tapes, hypnosis, you know, uh, uh -huh. self-help to the, uh, yeah. you know, the mail order and, mm -hmm. you know, and... Uh, Quite a sensitive guy, too, huh? Well, I, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So what would you like to know? Well, maybe a general scan, I guess, but I'm also in the process of starting a business. Mm -hmm. I invented something, and I've been, like, driven by it, too. You see, you are a Virgo with Jupiter and Taurus, square Pluto and Leo which is a real stubborn block in your consciousness. So a lot of times, you even require more than proof. It's like even if you get proof, sometimes that's not enough. You need double or triple proof yeah. to really sway you. And that in itself should help validate how astrology works because down deep, when you do open your mind and when you do decide to let someone in or something in, boy, can you be fanatical about yeah. it, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's like you'd like to test even people too. Like you might be a little hard to get until you feel comfortable with someone hard to get to know, and then once you are, you're like a best friend and somebody that can really be depended on. Yeah. And you're dealing with some disappointments now. That's why you're into self-help. You're Like me, you're trying to find the answers, and you're looking to take the edge off, and you want to understand the system, and a big part of you is material and bound to this planet and all the material things on it, and another part of you has a tremendous spiritual potential, and that's the part of you that's kind of blossoming right now. Mm. So if you just stay patient with it, you know, a lot of people born in your year are very material because of the Jupiter and Taurus. They're obsessed with money and power and riches and such from May on to December. A lot of them have Jupiter and Taurus. So that whole generation wasn't as metaphysical as they could have been, but there's a lot of them that were very fanatical about it once they turned the corner. Okay, guy? Okay. Good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. Nellie is a cancer. Hi, Nell. Hi, how are you? Yo, Nelly. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Nellie. All right, what can we do for you? Oh, I would like to have a general scan. A general scan. Are you French? No. Okay. <laughs> Where are you from? Uh, I'm Spanish. All right, Spanish, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Some people are Spanish. You ask if they're French, they get put down by that. No, no, no. Boy, you have a powerful chart. For a cancer, you have Venus and Leo and Mars and Leo, Mars and Libra, which is very, very uh, powerful as far as wanting to take control or at least feeling like you can be better off if you're in control. Uh, do you feel like that sometimes? Yes. Okay. So? You also have Jupiter in Scorpio. You have the chart of a corporate leader or a military leader or a club president or somebody that can actually run a business or be a wonderful psychologist or therapist. There's a lot of power in your chart as revealed from a lot of probably very important past lives you've had. Oh, so I would exciting. think, what? Sounds exciting. Yeah, you should probably get your chart and find out your rising and call me back and I can be more explicit with oh, you. All right, that sounds great. Okay, sweetheart. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What a powerful, woo, Leo, Libra, and Scorpio. My three favorites. Okay, let's go to Ellen now, who is Aquarius Gemini Rising. Hi. Hi. How are you? Um, I'm making it. You're making it? Yeah, I'm having love problems. Aw, what's the matter? Well, me and my boyfriend broke up this week, and I'm supposed to go move my stuff out this week, and, I'm, and I was wondering if he'd change his mind. <laughs> wow. I, I wish I could help you in that area. Yeah. You are having a pretty hefty transit here because Pluto retrograde, is square your Mars. Mm -hmm. So it just doesn't seem to be the right time for romance. There could be too many arguments, too many differences. The sex life might not be as it was. That could be a problem or an issue. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it could be hard for you to relax and be comfortable with him. Best thing I would do if I was you is probably move out and leave him alone for a few months when this transit's over. And if there's any hope, it'll probably improve at that point. Okay. Okay, sweetheart. Good uh, luck. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, 
All right, everybody. That's another week in the can. See you real soon. Weekdays in the Fox at 12 noon. I love you. Have a crystal weekend. Bye-bye.